So to pull it back in is I just feel like if you're a CTO or you're a developer, building the product is only 50%. It will only ever be 50%. That product needs to get into the hands of customers and potential clients and bits like that. And you need someone that is truly passionate about sales to do it. Uh, You want the guy that loves going out and loves jumping on the phone and loves pitching people. Because two things are going to happen. One, he's going to get it into the hands of customers and the developer is going to get very fast feedback. Two, just from an investable point of view, is if you're looking to build a SaaS product and you listen to this podcast, you might be thinking about bootstrapping it. Um, and on this note, actually, let me just tell you about a, um, there's a, start, there's a podcast called Startups for the Rest of Us, which will be a great listen um, for, for Jamie. Um, it's about two bootstrappers who are just developers and the pitfalls that they run into and the, what they're trying to build out and how they've had to learn the business side and they've had to build a team around them which was sort of a secondary effect and they wish they went and did it earlier um, so start up to the rest of us Rob Walling and Mike don't know his surname but the second point I want to hit on this is if you're a CTO and you don't have a business guy or a sales and marketing guy and you're trying to build a SaaS product and you're looking to scale it is you're going to be a hell of a lot more investable as a team mm. when you're not just one person because CTO gets hit by a bus business is dead okay um, and that's the way I got told it. Like Adam, if you get hit by a bus, the business dies. We need to make sure that you build a framework around you when you take this VC funding is that if you get hit by a bus, the business can sustain itself and keep moving forward. Cool. Um, so if you are looking to raise some money in the future, and this is why I did a pre-accelerator program. Did they say listen to episode? Yeah, listen to episode 11. Mm, so yeah. I'm not sure when we spoke about the pre-accelerator, but in that episode, I actually said, the best advice I got during that time was get a CTO. Um, and you're going to get the same advice from anyone that you speak to. If you're going to go and raise money, make sure that you're really specialized. CTO can do what they do best and build out code. And the sales and marketing guy can go and get some traction in the market with the product. Um, it wasn't just for cost. It helped It helped with the cost in terms of physical pounds. But we also had to give up a lot of equity in the business. Um, and in my opinion, if it was purely down to cost, I would have just kept paying the outsourcing company. There's loads more benefits you get when you build a team out. So 100% look for a sales and marketing guy. Make sure he's a good fit. Don't get into bed with the first person straight away because you're going to be with them for a very, very, very long time if this thing's successful. I think I think it's the commitment side of things as well. Though, isn't it? If, you, if you're Definitely. just outsourcing, then like you say, someone is just going through the rounds and just making a bit of code for you for whatever price per hour yeah <clears throat> but there's no kind of there's no passion behind it if you've got a team of staff that are just clocking in doing the time and leaving at the end of the day then it's not going to be a, a profitable company in the long term is it because no, exactly. no one really gives a damn so and that- whereas everyone here is doing long shifts long hours because we all actually want this company to succeed in the long run so yeah exactly because you've, you've, you've all got the buy-in like we all know what the career tra- trajectory we all want for everyone in the company is we've put people on those paths. Everyone's getting equity in the business, we've got equity in the business. Um, there's loads of things that you can do to incentivize people. And like you said, the biggest problem that I had when I was outsourcing, and it works both ways, I was outsourcing dev, um, which meant I asked for a feature and they literally just built that feature. They didn't think about how that interacts yeah. with the rest of the products. They don't care, they just want to get paid and they've got an agency to run. And if you're just outsourcing because you can go and outsource sales there's loads of companies out there that you can just hire six people sit on the phone for you for two weeks sell it into um, SMEs and bits like this but these guys won't ever care about your business so much as you do and they won't speak to your customers in the same way so you need a founding team in my opinion that care about the product as much as this guy will do right now Um, otherwise you're going to really struggle in the future when you try and build the team out and don't forget that even if you hire a sales and marketing guy Jamie himself will have to do sales mm. because someone will call up with a technical problem and he needs to learn how to interact with customers 
and then he is going to be at the sharp end of the stick dealing with customers and that naturally relates to sales as well customer service sales the first two guys do everything busy 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 then for Jamie <laughs> busy for Jamie so, uh, any, any follow up question for that let me know because it's a, it's a subject that I'm really passionate I mean, about I guess I can follow up just briefly is, is how would he find the right person how does he know if he's found the right Ooh, person oh you just opened up a can of worms there okay so, so obviously you kind of like you say went on dates finding the right I literally CTO. went on a dating site <laughs> it was called the founding it's founders lab or the founding lab something like that if you google it you'll find it um, so that was kind of a first port call for me where you basically put up a profile mm. and you have to like list yourself. Match.com. As, yeah, match.com, <laughs> match.com for, for founding teams. Um, so you have to kind of say, I'm a developer, I'm a marketing guy, I'm a sales guy. Um, and I was like, I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> That's not an option. Um, but you have to put a profile up, what stage you are with the business. Um, and then you have to just do the circles. You have to go to networking events. You have to go to meetups, go to meetup.com and it's hard it's really hard work the best thing that you can probably do is if you've got any relationships um go and tap those guys up um try and find someone that you've known for a while uh if, if he's a, the developer the problem is he probably only knows developers because mm-hmm. that's the circles that they roll in um but you need to go and find someone that's a bit outgoing a salesy guy and you'll find those at meetups they'll be the guys doing the networking and really working the room and you might go oh that guy is sleazy and cringeworthy but some people are some people aren't but if you can see a guy work a room in a positive way then he's the sort of guy you want working for your business hopefully that helps over to you Harry next question Adam uh this was an email from a Jamie. Can I jump in? Just to throw a quick plug, is if you do want to send in a question, we're having a bunch come in now through email and through the Facebooks. Um, it's hello. The Facebooks. It's hello at experttrades.com. Um, we've, I think we've got one more in the pipeline after this because we're recording three together today. It's Monday morning. Um, but we uh, are always looking to help. Even if you've got an idea, just send it in. We'd love to chat. And we're actually in the future looking to get some guests onto the show. We want to start kind of building out what the show can add and really help anyone that listens to it get some ideas, get some feedback and come and kind of pitch us um, of what you're doing um, and we can share some feedback on what we think. Speaking of that, it'd be good to hear what that guy said. I know you were um, emailing a guy. Yeah, exactly. That was great, actually. We had a guy... Uh, um, I'm sure he'll come on to the show or we'll get a question from him soon so I, w- I won't kind of uh, jump into it too much but um, to hear that he tethered onto his phone on a laptop just to reply to us because he just finished listening to Gimlet Media Startup found us churning through the shows and uh, really appreciated it I don't uh, know what that beat was, that but was my Bluetooth connecting apparently. Uh, so yeah, this one, it. this one is uh, I'm going to admit a smidgen over my head. I don't know if he's asking for a job or or <laughs> what, but I'll I'll fire it to you, Adam. It says I've just listened to episode 11 where you talk about the impact a CTO made on the business. <laughs> I am a developer. Do I need someone to help run the business side as I am building a SaaS product, or do you need a CTO for cost purposes? Okay, so... There's a question mark at the end of that, but... Okay, <laughs> so from what I'm hearing is um, in episode 11, hearts feels like ages ago now. Um, I barely I, remember what I did last night, so... I spoke, <laughs> <laughs> I spoke about um, the impact of hiring Ignacy for the business. So at that point in time, I was outsourcing all my development 
and we brought Ignacion. I went through 30, 35 dates with uh, developers to try and work mm. out who's a good fit. Find Ignacy, match made in heaven. Um, so before that, I was outsourcing development. Okay. And the best advice that I got was hire a CTO. Two reasons. One, cost. I was paying 50, 80 pounds an hour in some situations to get yeah, stuff okay. built. The guys didn't care about what they built. They just wrote the code. Mm. I didn't have the skill set then to check everything because I was doing everything else in the business. So I said, get a CTO, give him some equity, and then he'll be invested into the company, and then he can build out the product because you guys, are, we weren't really heavily on product and tech then. We had a platform, which was a profiling system that we sold advertising through, so we didn't really need glorified tech. Yeah. But we moved into this kind of SaaS world about 18 months ago. So the question from what I'm understanding is this guy is the developer. So he, he would be the Ignacy. So the best way I can explain this is if Ignacy, um, our CTO at the time, had a business idea and was building out a product, does he need me as much as I needed yeah. him? Is that what I'm, it feels yeah, like that? I think so, yeah. Is, is, is basically, um, I guess the gist of it is shifting kind of focus. So one person can focus on the dev and the other guy can do the business yeah so there's nators did you <laughs> did you just chin yourself with the phone I really did I wing it straight at me buddy we need um, some new ones we do still um, if anyone wants to send a pair in <laughs> then they can asking for donations now um, so let me just pull it back in for Jamie Jamie yeah Jamie uh, Jamie so I so Jamie's the developer and so here's the situation that I've experienced in the last 18 months is you can build the best product in the world but if you can't get it into the hands yeah. of your customers and market and sell it, uh, then you may as well not build it in the first place. So in my opinion, there's very few people that I've ever met from the, the networks that I roll in is someone that can run up the business side, the sales marketing side, as well as sit and build the product out. Those two people need to be very, very close because if someone's going out trying to sell the product and it's not hitting the market needs for this reason, then the developer can go and build it. But I definitely strongly advise being a team of a minimum of two. So if you're the developer, get a guy that can do the sales, the marketing, the business side. Because you, I just don't think people understand how much energy and effort that takes mm. to get your initial customers. Regardless of whether you're selling a $5 a month product or a $500 a month product, to get the initial customers and get that traction is so difficult that I just don't feel like it's one person's job. I mean... It's a, it's a full-time commitment, though, isn't it, to actually spend time doing the dev work or just kind of sell exactly. it. And so to be able to share the load just makes it more efficient. Yeah, and I think I think the question to ask is if if you're the type... Me back then, I, I could write some lines of code. Like, if you're a jack-of-all-trades and you can do sales, you can do marketing, you mm. can do video, you can do Facebook ads, you can write some code, that is always going to be the limiting factor of how well your business does in terms of how quickly it can grow. So there's, there's that, it's you need to specialize in what you do best. And I've even, I'm still addressing this now. So I've just spoke to Matthew O'Reilly. I need him to help run the operation side of the business a little bit more in terms of project management because I spend too much of my time doing that mm. and I should be out speaking to clients uh, and securing deals for the company and spending time, more time on the ground with members. Yeah. Like I used to do a hell of a lot of that. And as we've got busier, I've then taken my eye off that a little bit and I need to go back and do more of that. 